babe. Hello all and welcome to the Affluent Marriage Podcast. You're listening to one financial coach and one educator talk about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth building principles, authentic two-way communication strategies, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Your legacy begins here. Yes. This is exciting. I love it. This is really good. Here we are. Episode five. Five, guys. Can you believe we've made it this far, right? We are. As of this recording, we have not released all of the episodes yet. So when I tell you we have had such a fun time compiling all of these episodes, editing episodes, putting them up on YouTube, putting them up on all of these places, but like keeping them as as drafts, like we're so excited to finally release it. So because this is a lot of work. (laughs) It is, but... I've loved every moment of getting to know editing and recording and I'm just, I'm having the time of my life. I'm so glad you are. I, you know what, there's one thing that I've known since being in business is that that is one part of this that I was already like, "Mm, you got to do it. And that's the editing. I will make the content. I will do all the pictures. But don't come at me with the editing. I think that shows up on my Instagram, right? You yes, can tell that you I'm have done a lot of excited. editing. Mine does not have a lot of editing. You I will not it. see a lot of reels on mine. <laughs> so I wanted to start off this episode with all the vibes. I want mm-hmm. to start off with some positivity. I want you to tell me one thing that has been positive this week. One thing that has been positive this week um, in our lives or just some? I just need some positivity. Positivity. Okay. Well, I mean, our girls, This it's going to start off negative. I'm going to find a positive. Our girls have been a little bit, our youngest, who is two, which she'll already say that she's three because she's very excited for her birthday. But um, she was a little under the weather this week. Um, and I had to call off work a couple of days and I had to cancel clients and even though I did have a little bit of a mindset, you know, because I was really excited to work with my clients, but I'm so blessed and happy that I have the flexibility in my business, in my life that I can take the days off and snuggle her and be with her. And, you know, it was really actually helpful for me too. So I feel very refreshed and I'm happy that I have the space to do that. I love that. I don't know. Is that is that happy enough? I feel like I could find some other stuff too no, that just that. made me no, happy. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I just wanted to set that mood for mm-hmm. today, those vibes. You know, I'm thankful that I have a job that allows me to have the time to do this as well. Yeah. I'm able to balance both pretty well and I enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, I've also had time to paint some trim around the house to if, get this ready for being a midterm rental. So I'm excited. Yeah. If you've checked out our stories, we're, we're talking about how we're updating the space to get it ready for being sell not sold rented out this summer coming to a furnished finder (laughs) near you you. (laughs) um is the space and so it is a that is also a labor of love but i think my favorite part about that is finding like the little pieces that we can be thankful for like even in the midst of like the crazy and chaos finding little pieces that you can nibble on and say this is my my piece that i can say my morsel of joy that i can Mm. say i'm so thankful for this. I feel like those are sometimes absolutely more beneficial, I think, than the big things that you can be like, I'm so excited, you know? I don't know. So last episode, we talked about knowing your value and being paid your value in Mm. accordance with the marketplace. It's a good one. We also broke down how to start a business and how to negotiate for a higher salary. That was a good episode, man. We could have like put that into two parts. Did we, we do that? We did not. Part? We did that in one that part. That one was in one. Whew, guys, right. uh, that was a good one. With the thought process that we could easily go back and expand on the idea of starting your own business. We will. <laughs> we will. <laughs> it's going to come back up. <laughs> the reason why I asked you to start off the show with some positive positivity is because this episode is all about your mindset. Mm, I love mindsets. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. we have arrived, babe. This is like yes, this is our good. favorite Topic. topic. It is. It we is. talk about it all the time. All the time. So today we're on takeaway four from the book, We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. Takeaway four says, are you ready? Yes. You ready? Yes. Here it is. Let's do it. Takeaway four. I know I already kind of gave it away because I said mindset. It's but all good. Rachel says. Rachel says. Rachel says. <laughs> mindset is critical. Critical. Women need to overcome limiting beliefs about money and their own capabilities. Mm. 
Women need to overcome limiting beliefs about money and their own capabilities. Are you talking directly to me? Is Rachel talking to, actually she is. Literally the book is made She's talking to all of us because in some regard, (laughs) we all have some limiting belief that's holding us back Mm -hmm. from our wealth potential. Yeah, for sure. I... I feel like this is a really good one because with uh, most of the clients that I work with, especially in their financial um, journey, when they come to me, this is the main part we talk about. We don't even dive into numbers sometimes until almost a month in because we're just talking about mindset around making money, spending, charging your worth. And sometimes those conversations, like it can feel like it's like, wow, are we going to talk about numbers yet, Kim? And I'm like, we're not there yet. You're not ready to even stomach the numbers that are going to come with the conversations we're about to have. If you can't perceive the journey and have a mindset of like, this is going to help me push further. If you don't already have that in your mindset and you already have these limiting beliefs, going through the numbers is simply going to make you more anxious. It's going to make you more resentful to yourself, to the things that you've done in the past. Like it's not, you're not going to be in a good headspace to actually be in a a place where you can learn and take the steps further. And so there are some clients that will stick in the mindset for a longer time. Sometimes more, I'm like, wow, we're still talking about mindset because it can be no matter how much money you've made, you can sell like crazy, but still have a poor money mindset and and have these limiting beliefs. It's so absolutely possible. Here's what I want to do today with our educator background. I want to first talk about mindset and there's two types of mindsets yes. and what they are. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to take us into some limiting beliefs that people might have. Mm-hmm. I've got a few examples or samples and we can kind of work through those and break those down. Okay. Sounds Sound good. good. I love it. All right. So when you hear the word mindset, mm-hmm. how would you define that? I was actually listening to a reel about this earlier. It literally says that your mind is set. So your mind is set on blank, you know, whatever it happens to be. And so if you're thinking about joy, if you're thinking about I'm going to push further, if you're thinking about and you're creating an environment around this thing, whatever phrase you want to put in there, that is your mindset. Um, so I think it's, it's very clear. It's in the name. Like you will know what your mindset is. If I say a certain phrase to you, and especially in reference to money, sure, the first phrase that comes to your mind will dictate the mindset you have about that. So if I say millionaire and you're like, fancy, hoity-toity, never going to be me. (laughs) Pretty much can tell you that's your mindset when it comes to that. You have not even opened yourself up to the realm of, of building wealth for yourself. So like challenge yourself. I know this is probably getting down to our CTA. Oh, it doesn't matter. I love Um, this stuff. But challenge yourself to like, when you hear someone talking about their money wins that they've done, if the first thing you think about is how dare they really challenge that? Where is that coming from? Are you really thinking that they couldn't do it? Or are you thinking it's not possible for you? Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I love when you uh, go off because like I said, educator for 15 years here, I've worked literally with anywhere from six to 11 year olds. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think they throw your lesson through a loop every now and then, I'm built for this podcast. (laughs) I'm ready for whatever you throw at me. You take this podcast, whatever direction you want. I'll bring it back on track. You'll bring it back. I know that's what you got your notes for. That's right. So your mindset, that is your beliefs, that's your Mm -hmm. attitudes, that's your assumptions. Mm -hmm that shape the way we perceive ourselves, others, and the world around us. I literally just said that. I love that you put it, I love that you have that here. And I didn't even read it, but like that's literally what I just said. Right. And an example. Thank you for the real. Way to go. Hey, I'm just saying. It's nice. So your mindset influences everything that you do. When you're in that mindset that you kind of described earlier and you're stuck, it's Mm going to be very hard Mm -hmm. to accomplish anything, to do anything, to go anywhere, to anything in your business if you are in that that place. Yeah. So it it influences your behaviors, your emotions, your motivation. Yeah. You know, to get out of bed in the morning. Yep. Right. We even talked about you just said business. And I know we talk about business here, but even in conversating with your spouse about things like money or whatever, your mindset can debilitate you from even stepping into that because there's so many competing thoughts of how this could go. Um, and it can really cripple 
the communication lines between right before your the conversation even starts before yeah before it even starts it's all happening in your head and your spouse has no idea and they're thinking everything is fine <laughs> normally the men just everything's fine <laughs> it is what it is i won't say anything about it you know women you now, know how we are you now, know how we can be <laughs> moving on <laughs> So there are two types of mindsets okay. that in education and everywhere, we really do talk about. One of them is happy and bubbly and positive, which is why we started with all the vibes this episode. Mm-hmm. And we call that a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. The other one is the one that we've kind of been talking about that's debilitating and you feel stuck. And you said like you're set mm-hmm. in your ways, you're set in your mind. We call that a fixed mm-hmm. mindset. So clearly the goal here in this episode is to talk about having a growth mindset yeah. and you know, avoiding and breaking down those fixed mindsets. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I'm going to just read these off to you from my notes real quick, and then we can kind of talk about fixed Both and growth mindset. Yes. Okay. So a fixed mindset is characterized by the belief that our abilities and qualities are set in stone mm. and cannot be changed. People with a fixed mindset tend to avoid challenges and view failure as mm. a personal reflection of their inadequacy. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's harsh. It is, it's harsh, but it's real. But this is real, right? How many times in your business did you come and talk to me and feel like you had like imposter syndrome? Oh my gosh, yeah. You felt like, you know, your value or your worth, you know, wasn't being reflected in the marketplace and Mm -hmm. you didn't you know, think you could charge whatever dollar because Mm -hmm. you weren't good enough. Mm -hmm. Or maybe one of your meetings with your clients didn't go the way you thought it would. And Mm -hmm. you came back and you're like, what am I even doing? Yeah. Yeah. And that is that, that fixed mindset, it coming into play where I had to, um, and we'll talk about this, I guess, later when it comes to limiting beliefs, I feel like I'm going to be on the spotlight and under the microscope because this is something that I struggle with on the daily that I have to constantly be like, nope, like I have to choose the growth because we will, by default, I think there are many of us in certain areas of our life, we will default to the fixed mindset. Um, And when we notice that we're getting there, it takes work to move us to the growth mindset in whatever area we're working on. I think I'm a weird individual. (laughs) You are so, or you're just- Do you think I'm weird? I, I do think you're weird, but I also think it's because, I don't know, sometimes I think it's a dude thing, but I know it's not. You're just, maybe it's just you. You're just Maybe weird. I'm just built different, but you're just like, built I different. don't know how to describe that different. You're like, so is that a weird. good different? I don't know. Like Sometimes. <laughs> I, I am sure there are, I, I definitely have things that I have a fixed mindset about, things that I'm stuck on, but I do feel like I have a very strong growth mindset. I agree. On our recording of our first podcast episode, Mm-hmm. And we recorded it in GarageBand. What happened? <laughs> I deleted it. You deleted it. And by accident. Well, no, sort of by accident. It, it was by accident. I, I deleted mean, it. The whole podcast, it was edited. It was everything. It was beautiful. It was done. It, it was, was done. And, and you deleted it. Yeah. And how would you expect your spouse to respond to his passion project being deleted? Yeah, I expected him to be so upset. Like, cause I was like, oh no, did I just do it? And he was like, you just did. I was like, no, I didn't. Did I just delete it? And he was like, yeah, you just did. And I was like, oh my God, we just did all this work and it's so late at night and we're gonna have to redo it. And I was like having my moment and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he was just like, it's cool. We can do it over again. And I was like, hmm. You know what you just reminded me of? You know who I am? And this will be very specific, so I'm not even sure that everyone will get this. Um, I can already tell you who you are. Go ahead. Oh, I'm not even going the direction that you're going. I already okay. think I know what you're saying. But do you remember that Popeye's thing that what, it was like viral on the internet and all these people were going to Popeye's? This is so specific. No, really nobody is, is going to know okay, about but, this. But get this. All right. Everyone is going through this line in Popeyes and everyone is trying to get chicken, but this Popeyes is out of chicken. Which Popeyes out of chicken? Yeah, what? right. Yeah. Are you out of chicken or there's no chicken? So <laughs> this is happening, right? And this whole video is going on and on and on, all to get to the point of this very last dude. Because everyone is just outraged, right? Yeah, they're, they're all, all upset. upset. They're all angry because there's no chicken at Popeyes. I mean, people are heated about their chicken. Yeah. And then this random like, happy-go-lucky guy drives up and they're like, sorry, sir, we're out of chicken. And what's his response? All right, cool. That's okay. I'll order a pizza. I'll order a pizza. (laughs) 
like like that is that is if yep. that's not me mm-hmm. like just that happy go like oh, yep. oh it it got deleted oh, that's okay. okay we'll shoot it again do you know what i was gonna say how many times did we upload to youtube oh my gosh in the like, last three like or four three days three to four times and i've had to rewrite the descriptions like, and i'm just like so hey you times. know i think my my fourth attempt at writing the description was, was better than my second that, and first attempt that was literally his response well i think every single time i've had to write it has gotten better like he always will find some like hint of like silver lining and i just think that that's such a a very interesting and growth mindset way of looking at it do you know who i was going to say you are i since we're watching modern family i think you were no i was not gonna say phil dunphy i was gonna say ted lasso you know i'm pretty toxic so i don't so his friends so i don't think you're toxic i think in this i think in this regard what we're talking about for me you are more of a ted lasso than you are a roy Roy Kent, but all of his friends say that he's like a Roy Kent, like he's kind of a jerk. I'm a jerk yes. <laughs> all right. So in, con- anyway. in contrast, in contrast to the fixed mindset, we have the growth mindset, which I've, we've talked about this whole time. Uh, but let me break this down. It's characterized by the belief that our abilities and qualities can be developed through effort and learning. Mm-hmm. I love that, that it can be developed, developed, big you're word, never, big word. You're never stuck. You're never stuck. You're always working through. Mm-hmm. It can be developed. Yep. We can learn. We can overcome. Mm-hmm. People with a growth mindset embrace challenges and view mm-hmm. failure as an opportunity to learn, to learn and, grow. and grow. Yes. And like, I don't know. We might be toxic. No, I don't want to be toxic positivity. That's not what this is, right? There's some toxicity. There's a wholesome, but there is. There's this like toxic positivity that people don't like where you're like, no matter what, you can always find the good and everything. Like, no, sometimes things just suck. Like well, it does. Yeah, right? I think that's inauthentic. Right. That's inauthentic, right? Obviously, we're going to have days where they suck. I had a day this week that was just, I, you could not tell me the, the silver lining. I was like, today sucks. I was crying. There was a lot of stuff, right? But, but I don't stay there. And that's the thing. You don't, you have a choice of whether you stay there for a long period of time or whether you seek to rise above and move, right? And that is a complete choice. I cannot tell you the time frame of what it should be. You know when it's like, okay, I need to I need to do this. I need to do this, right? So I think there's a difference. This is not toxic positivity. Growth mindset is a choice and it is developed through effort and learning. So in education now, on literally every bulletin board that you walk past in any elementary school hallway, there's always the same bulletin board and it mm-hmm. says the same thing. When you were growing up, was there a poster that you always remember seeing? I always remember seeing the poster that said like, shoot for the moon, but that's even what if you I always, missed, that's you land among the stars, uh-huh. right? It was in every classroom all every the time. Classroom. The new poster for this generation is gonna be this. Change your words change your mindset. Oh, mindset is, is a, such a buzzword in this generation. In this like. generation. Yeah. Can I tell you that I've walked into, in two different schools, I've walked into at least like nine or 10 different classrooms and that's on the wall somewhere, mm-hmm. whether yeah. it's on a bulletin board or a yeah. poster, change your words, change your mindset. My favorite like phrase is personal responsibility that I saw in the school, like that we used to, when we were in college, we would like have church at like the school that was turned into a church on the weekends. Anyway, they had this huge banner that's called personal responsibility. And I loved that because it was such a, if we're giving our kids the, um, the responsibility of being in charge of their own autonomy, like they're in charge of how they react. They're in charge of how they, they act, how they speak. They're in charge of their words. They're in charge of their mindset, like teaching them to take responsibility, like adults, because we're talking to adults here, personal responsibility. It is your choice to have that growth mindset, to recognize that your words have power, especially when you're talking about yourself and we can be our own worst enemy. And that just leads into these limiting beliefs that we're about to talk about. All right. So limiting beliefs. Wait, we should probably get some like, like kid posters, you know, educational Mm. posters and just put them behind us or they could be in the thumbnail or they could be in the thumbnail yeah okay let's do that let's do that let's do that so what we're going to do now is we're going to break down some limiting beliefs that you might have for yourself Mm -hmm. or you might have heard of and we're just going to break those down unpack those and find out what's really going on there why do you feel that way Mm -hmm. or what should you be feeling this is going to be therapy for some of you i mean (laughs) 
Mindset is everything. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> so real quick before we start, limiting beliefs with money are negative thoughts and assumptions that we hold about our relationship with money. These beliefs can prevent us from reaching our financial goals and may cause us to engage in self-sabotaging behavior. Oh, this is going to hit hard. Self-sabotaging. Mm. Yes. So let's take a look at the first one. Mm. Here's one limiting belief that you may have or may have heard of. Yeah. Money is the root of all evil. Yeah. Money's the root of all evil. We Some people believe this. Yeah, yeah. Which is causing people, especially in marriages, right? So I feel like, again, we've been talking a lot about business owners, but I want to try and like make sure that we don't forget that this is also a marriage podcast, right? So when we think money is the root of all evil, you get married to your bestie and now you're fine with everything else, but money, the idea of making more money, the idea of investing to create wealth, the idea of... Um, you know, investing in themselves for an opportunity that they might have experienced or all those types of things are met with resistance normally from the opposite spouse because they're skeptic, right? Because they're thinking, why do we need more money? Like, eh, no, we don't need it. Like, it's fine. Like, there's no there's normally that that resistance that there's no need for us to grow in the financial thing and they might have this perspective that money is the root of all evil and the more money we have the more evil we're going to be perceived to be that person might also see people who are wealthy and immediately think negative things about them you know like oh well Susie and John got that new house and it did you know how much it costs <laughs> how are they able those types of things that that's a limiting belief I'm going to flip that around a little bit. You said making more money mm. might cause relationships, you know, marriages mm -hmm. to question like, why do we need more? I'm going to say spending. Mm. I might say that husband sees the wife spending money and he's like, well, stereotypically, why are you spending all this money on whatever mm -hmm. it is you like to spend? Your or the wife could see the husband and say, why are you spending all this money on video games or hunting mm -hmm. or whatever it is? Right. You know, they might see that, man, my marriage would be so much happier mm -hmm. if money wasn't a part of it because mm -hmm. then they wouldn't be buying all this stuff. Right. Right. So this is a common misquote. Mm -hmm. It sure is. It has nothing to do with money. Some of you are already like, no, I, I already know the whole phrase. It's not the money. It's not the love. I'm sorry. It's it not money. The it's the love. It's, it's not the love. money. Money mm -hmm. is an inam inanimate object. Mm -hmm. Money is devoid of all emotion and feelings. Emotion. Right. It has as much like emotion as this, you know, little leaf, fake leaf plant that I have here to give us some aesthetics. Yeah. We also right. have a little chicken there for you guys because happy Easter. <laughs> money is nothing. Money it's, is nothing. It's just literally. some paper, right? So the word that they're missing is what? The love of, the love of money. And this is the thing that I love to say to people is that more money is not going to create more greed because whatever you're doing right now with your money is simply going to be amplified with more money. So if you're already mis, you know, mishandling it, mismanaging it, going into, you know, using your credit card and not, you know, you say you use it for points, but I, like I had somebody who used their credit card for points, but she was working so hard and swiping so much to get this last ticket for something she needed for her kids. And I asked her, wait, I need you to stop using the credit cards for a little bit because your balance is so high and you need to pay it off. You're not being responsible with it. And she said, but I'm so close to the last ticket that I need for this trip. And I was like, how much is this ticket? And she was like, it's 300 something dollars. And I was like, I'm sorry, you're going into X amount of dollars of debt for a ticket that's free. Get your, no, work, <laughs> use cash, pay for the ticket. This is absurd. Anyway, so what I'm saying is like, if you're mismanaging your money now, even if you bring in more money, you might think that it makes it easier, but it's simply going to create more of a, uh, it's like a, like a magnetize your current habits with your finances. Like the money's still gonna slip right through your fingers if you don't understand how to manage it. So it's not 
so the the love of money is the root of all evil. But also when you mismanage what you currently have now, it's simply going to be amplified that you're mismanaging it when you have more money. You're still going to be having the same conversations. Where the heck is my money going? And so you really have to understand that it is it is not the money that is the issue here. Right. It's a hard so when issue. When we say the love of money, we're talking about greed. Yeah. Right? We're talking about greed. And greed will take you somewhere you don't want to go, cost you more than you can afford, and keep you where you don't want to be. I'm going to tell my dad you stole that. I twisted it around. He stole it from somewhere. <laughs> I found it online. But, but it's true. The root of all evil is is greed, not mm -hmm. money, right? Mm -hmm. When you're greedy, that's going to get you into some things that you don't want to be in. That's going right. to that's going to take you into that that casino or or you're going to take that risk and say, "Hey, I got a a chance right to win it all right. at the cost that I might lose it all." But there's but that a feeling. chance. And what are we chasing there? We're not chasing like the dollar. That's a part of it, but we're chasing the emotion, the thrill, right. the high of like, what if I get it? What if I keep swiping and I get that extra ticket for free? Not thinking about strat you know, strategically or like how it's impacting. No, 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 like I'm so close. That feeling of like, it's like a game. And when you gamify it, the emotion is in there, but we're not understanding the value of what's actually happening here. We're not, it doesn't, the money has no, like we're putting so much like emotion onto it. And again, if greed is the root of all evil, you think about all the things that greed could hurt, right? That can mm -hmm. hurt your family. Mm -hmm. If you're out trying to risk it all, it can hurt your relationships. Mm -hmm. If you're abusing them to get an advantage with money, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ways that greed can tear down your relationships, your friendships, your work, right. all of that. Yeah. So change your words, change your mindset. Instead of money is the root of all evil. How could we change our words? Mm. I feel like we need to understand that it's not the money, right? We've talked about it. It's a heart issue, right? So I don't even know what phrase I would necessarily use, but I think instead of thinking money is the root of all evil um, or the love of money, we understand that, right? The love of money. How am I connecting? How am I using my money? How am I managing my money? If I'm managing it well, what can my money do for me? Not what I can do for it, right? Like I, I can, you know, but what can, what can money do for me? How can I make sure that I manage it so that it's actually being helpful to another person who's in need, um, build generational wealth for my family, blah, blah, blah. Like, right, you know, think of all the positive things that it can do to help you switch that mindset from fixed that any person who has a wealth of income or has that new car outside or whatever, that they're automatically evil. Instead, really think, what did they have to do? Maybe they worked really hard to get it done. Maybe instead of being a skeptic as to whether they you know, saved money or whatever, maybe I should be thinking more about what's happening in my backyard instead of worrying about what's happening in their backyard. Um, yeah, so here's how I would twist it. Okay, okay go so for it. If I were to change that phrase, money is the root of all evil, I could either say the negative, I could say greed mm. is the root of all evil, or maybe I could say money is the root of life change. Mm. Because That's a good growth mindset change. Money, like you said, if... If you have money, you can help people. Mm -hmm. You can make a difference. Mm -hmm. If you're broke, you can't even help yourself. That's so true. So yeah. I would say greed is the root of all evil or money is the root of life change. Yeah, I love that. See, so you thought about this. I th This is on the I spot. I actually just came up with that on Did the you? spot. Gosh, yeah, I don't you're have so any good notes. at things. I'm really bad at... He comes up with so many great phrases. Do you know what that made me think of though? Okay. Do you remember when we initially got out of debt, people would 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 second guess us they thought that we got the help from our parents and they, they were did. like, there's no way that you did this. Like, How many we, naysayers we do we have? We know what you make. We, we know, know what you, you make. There's no way. School teachers. There's no way. But they just weren't, but they just weren't willing to do what we they did. They didn't see our hustle. They, they didn't, didn't see all those jobs that we worked. That's fine. All right. They Limited belief number two. I'm not good with money. We already debunked the Smith. <laughs> did we? <laughs> if you kidding. did not catch episode one, you need to go back and watch to go find out. Watch it. We said women have been socialized to believe mm -hmm. that they are not good with money. And this doesn't just apply to women, right? 
There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that say, I'm not good with money. Well, I don't have money because I'm not good with it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I hear that one all the time. I hear that one all the time. <laughs> I don't have money because I'm not good at it. <laughs> so we didn't talk about this in episode one, but I feel like a lot of people associate money because it's it's number numbers. Mm-hmm. I feel like they associate it with math. Mm-hmm. It's not a math game. It's not. Let me just tell you this. I hate math. I love math. I hate it. Like to my core, never did well with it in school, never did well with it when I was in college. I remember I was so excited when I passed um, like the school, what it was math for teachers or something like that, that I had to have so that I could. And it was more than just like one plus one. Okay. Like don't, don't like, I just could not wrap my head around some of these like, you know, formulas or whatever. It's just not my favorite subject. I don't like reasoning with it. Like I don't like it, but for whatever reason, when we learned about how to manage our money, it didn't turn into a numbers game. It turned into a mindset game uh, where I was so excited to see that meter because we created money is emotional, right? It's emotional. So I put the emotional side, that part got me. So I made pictures. I made, (laughs) I made all these, even now we have a picture about, you know, like saving up money to help me stay motivated and disciplined and that's what helped me looking at pictures helped me stay on top of my money. So the idea that I'm not good with money got thrown away when I started to create resources and avenues that made sense for my brain because it's not a numbers game. It's a mental game. Right. And it's not a game either. It's, it's life. But. I'm not good with money. If this isn't the most fixed mindset statement that you could ever say, it's an I'm, excuse. I'm not good at tying my shoes. I'm not good at making my bed. I'm not good at, you know, putting the food away at night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are all excuses, my friends. And? That's an excuse. Get good. Mm-hmm. Get good. Right? If you're not good at something, then you need to apply yourself. And I don't care how long it takes you. Mm-hmm. You need to apply yourself and practice and try until mm-hmm. you get it right. Until you get it right. And like I just said, try and find resources that make sense for you and your learning style. Giving me a, an accountant spreadsheet with numbers would have driven me mad. Any of the spreadsheets I made for my clients are colorful, they're pretty, they're easy to understand because that's what worked for me and my brain. And so that to me is is what I think people have to find. So instead of saying, I'm no good with money, think, okay, well, well what, what would be yours? Because you're really good at switching it around. What's the growth mindset version Well, before that? I say that, I if... If you say I'm not good with money, you need to, you just got to suck it up. Like if you suck it up, buttercup, if you wanted to ride a bike the first time you got on a bike, mm, yep. were you able, I know this is such like a, nope, nope. Like, Cause I use the same examples. Tra- like for stereotypical it. example, but like you wanted it, mm-hmm. right? How bad mm-hmm. do you want to get your money together? How bad do you want it? Because when you were a kid and you saw other kids riding a bike, man, mm-hmm. you wanted that you wanted feeling. That. And, yep. and you felt so mediocre to have those training wheels mm-hmm. on the back of your bike <laughs> and your other friends were riding around with pegs on the back and mm-hmm. they were carrying their friends around and you were like, man, that's so cool. Such a dude thing. I never did I that. I want that. And then you got your friends popping willies and stuff, man. <laughs> like people were doing stuff and you were just like, I want, I want that. You were chasing that, yeah. right? So you did everything you could to learn how to, you got the skin, got like skin knees, you know, mm-hmm. you got the rips in your jeans, mm-hmm. you busted up your elbows, yep. you went home with like, you know, whatever, like you yep. went through it. Yep. Every master was once a disaster, right? Mm-hmm. I've said that before. You busted yourself up to learn how to ride that bike. Guess what? It's the same thing. You got to do the same thing with your money. If yep. you think Kim and I were great at budgeting and great at managing our money. And great at communicating great about at money. Communicating when we first started, the answer is hello to the no. No. Like we did not. No. We didn't. We had fights. We had arguments. Mm-hmm. We got heated. Our first financial meeting that we had together, it was like a financial summit. Like we probably sat there doing the most yeah. like simple task for like three or four hours because it was it just was so foreign to us we had never done that i mean don't like take us back even before that when we started opening up envelopes right we got married he just graduated when we 
when, well, he got all these envelopes in the mail that were all like about student loans. And he would open one and he was like, oh, like 15 grand. He would open another one. And, oh, okay. You know, it's cool. He would open them. And it was like every single one he opened, his face like... Just a part of me died. Oh my goodness. Time. I had no idea. And they were private loans. Like we could not consolidate them. It was like a good nine to a thousand dollars that we had to pay every month and on our tiny salaries, it was a lot. So that was grounds for us to be like, oh, this ain't going to work. Like, I'm just not going to, this is yours and I'm just going to be over here. We're going to be in separate bank accounts. You do you, I do me. I easily could have done that. We easily could have been like, this is mine and this is yours. Easily. You know what I mean? But like you, you to, to think like, I, I, I'm not good with money. There's no way we're going to be able to surmount this mountain. We're just going to have to deal with it. How many people told us these exact same limiting beliefs? Ah, oh, just deal with it. Like, this is life. This is the American dream. Ha ha ha. You got your student loans. You're going to be stuck with it for the next 30 years. And I was like, this is this is normal. This is normal. Everyone else has had this. Oh, okay. This is not just us. But then we had this glimmer of hope that said, you don't have to live this way. And I think that I'm not good with money that excuse went out the door because I was like, I need to improve my skills, right? And I needed to understand how to communicate. And I was like, if we can get rid of this, what could be the outcome? I would have less stress. He would have less, less anxiety. We would be able to do so much more with our life. We'd be able to, when we started to dream about what life would be like after the fact, that's what made that I'm not good with money a stupid excuse because I had no choice. Right. And so here's what I would do to that statement to make it a growth mindset. I'm going to take, I'm going to Sesame street you. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> the power yes. of um, yet. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> I'm not good with money yet. yet. Throwing that word on there changes that statement. Mm -hmm. It says, you know what I have, I recognize that this is not something that I'm good at now. Mm-hmm. But just watch me. Just, just wait watch. and see. Just watch. And you have to you be You have no idea mm -hmm. how high I can fly. Yes. Name that show. So I'm not good with money yet. Mm -hmm. Limited belief number three. Hey, money doesn't grow on trees. Actually it does. I'm just kidding. An Animal Crossing it does. Is this a boomer statement? Do people it of our generation kind of a, still say things like this? I don't think we do. I think I think if you're in Mana doesn't grow on trees. I think we're in Gen Z. Hey, I learned a word we from a laugh coworker. At that. And uh, when she's listening, I hope she she knows that I'm talking about her. But money doesn't grow on trees is something that a curmudgeon would say. <laughs> He's so excited about his new words that he learns. <laughs> Such a curmudgeon statement. Curmudgeon statement. Money doesn't grow on trees. Yes, but we hear it all the time, right? We tell it to our kids. <laughs> Money doesn't grow on trees. I'm not just going to buy you everything. Do you not know? I'm not made of money. That's another one. I'm not made of money. You know, it's, I think that's what we say instead of it's, it's normally just someone who's younger than you. Money doesn't grow on trees, you know? Right. It's a, a scarcity mindset. It is. The, the fear of taking risks, mm -hmm. the fear of investing in ourselves. This whole thing is just dripping in fear. Oh my gosh. Are you familiar with the 2000, like the early 2000s oil crisis? No. What, with BP? No, that was uh, the oil spill that happened way later. Okay. Um, but this whole idea that money doesn't grow on trees is a scarcity mindset and there's not enough and there's panic ensuing. So in the early 2000s, there was an oil crisis. Mm -hmm. The average cost of like a drum or a barrel of oil between the 1980s in 2003 was about $25. Okay. Okay. In 2000, I'm sorry, in 2003, the price rose for a barrel to about $30. In 2005, it peaked at $147 a barrel. Hmm. Okay. Oh, sorry. It peaked in 2008. So $60 in 2005. But the point is there was this oil crisis. There was mm -hmm. this whole idea that we're running out of oil. Mm -hmm. There's there's hardly any oil left. There's all these other things going on mm -hmm. with politics and Such stuff. scarcity. But there was the scarcity mindset and the world panicked. We're noticing a lot of trends of the scarcity even now. But continue. 
This isn't a new so pattern. So I, I was, I was starting to drive, but I remember gas prices going up that summer mm -hmm. significantly mm -hmm. and all over the news it was like this is going to impact people's travels mm -hmm. over the summer and their vacations because of the cost of gasoline but there was there was panic because mm -hmm. there was scarcity but something happened in the world I'm so excited what happened something happened in that scarcity there were people out there thank god that had a growth mindset mm -hmm. they didn't just say well this is it mm -hmm. oil's all gone it's stupid expensive. We can't afford oil anymore. Like everything's just going to be buku dollars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you know what mankind did? What? They got inventive and they found ways to tap into oil that they previously could not tap into. Mm -hmm. They, you know they dug deeper. Yep. Yep. And they now were able to access oil. Yeah. We read this in a book. Yeah. That's what I was and like. Wait, this, is to, yeah, this is familiar. Wait, what? <laughs> So, right. So they were able to become inventive mm -hmm. and they were able to tap into oil that was deeper in the ground mm -hmm. uh, that they were unable to access before. Uh, and they did that out of scarcity. Mm -hmm. They had a growth mindset and they said, you know what? We got to problem solve this. Right. We're running out of oil. We need oil. It makes a lot of money and we need more of this. Yeah. So they found more. Right. You know, if you are curious where that book what that book is. It's the psychology of money. That's it is, a, yes. such a good one. If you want a good read, that's very approachable. Um, do you know who my favorite like person who is able to move past the scarcity and into the, the um, growth mindset? My favorite person to listen to or to learn more about is Walt Disney. Mm. And I'm not going to go into a ton because I could totally, I'm like a little bit of a Disney. I love Disney. A okay? little bit? I love Disney. You go to bed at night shh, with like. No, no, I, loud and proud. I'm a Disney nerd and I'm totally proud of it. I'm an adult Disney nerd. Yes. Um, but I love the stories. Like they're so impactful. Like I will cry at the documentaries. It's all good. Full stop. Anyway, that is my favorite. Like, like you want to hear about like, all the things that could go wrong did go wrong. But then I'm going to think about growth mindset, like surround yourself to go over this, like money doesn't grow on trees, the, the go overcome the dripping in fear and all that stuff. Surround yourself with positive stories of people who have overcome every situation that you have, every situation that you think is so unique that you could never overcome. Well, because I'm this, I'm that, I have all these kids or I have this many jobs or I have so much debt or whatever. Guarantee you, we live in this beautiful age of internet. Go on YouTube, go on Google, look up your situation and look up a money, like someone who's going through their money, like situation. Guarantee you, you will find a debt-free scream. Guarantee you will find a story on CNBC or something like that of someone who has been in your exact shoes or some very similar who has overcome. Surround yourself with those good positive stories. So here's another quote from another book that we read from mm. The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. That's another um, good book. I'm paraphrasing here. I don't have the full quote. But basically, Harv says, you'll either shrink to your problem mm -hmm. or you'll grow to overcome it. Mm -hmm. So the idea that money doesn't grow on trees sounds like you're shrinking to your problem. Right. That scarcity mindset. Thank God for the people that had a growth mindset and were inventive and found new ways to tap into oil that was deeper in the ground because that solved a crisis. So if I were to make that a growth mi mindset statement, money doesn't grow on trees money doesn't grow on trees that you know of, mm. right? You're just not aware of the trees out there yeah. that money what is if? growing on, right? You have that limited belief. You have that scarcity mindset. Like you didn't solve that oil crisis. You weren't inventive. You just said, well, it's gone. Money doesn't it's grow gone. on trees. Mm -hmm. There's no money out there. I'm just going to live there's with where enough. I'm at. This is this is it for me. There's, there's nothing else out there. And someone else might say, well, that you know of. Yeah. Like, you're just, you haven't done the research. You're not aware. Mm -hmm. You haven't done your work. Yep. And then you see that person find that oil or whatever. And you're like, oh, well, they had it better than I did. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. You have to stop getting yourself out of this like scarcity mindset and recognize that you are in control of where you are. You are in control of your next steps. All right. I'm going to skip to the last one here because the last one kind of talked about greed and rich people again. I'll tell you what it is, but we'll skip over it. Okay. It says rich people are greedy. Yeah. Which we did talk about. Which we did talk about. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to move on to the last one here. Okay. 
Oh, this one's a good one. Yeah, this one is this one's a good one. Limited belief number four. I don't deserve to be rich. Mm. I don't deserve it. Wow. I don't deserve it. Many people feel this way, um, whether it's because of the way they grew up. Maybe in the way you grew up, you never even thought that it was even in your in the cards for you that you could be someone who is wealthy. Maybe you're the first one who's ever even thought about it. Maybe you're listening to this and you feel super awkward. How dare I? Who am I to be listening to a podcast about being wealthy when I know the family that I'm from? Like all of these things, all of the limiting beliefs we just shared with you might resonate with you deeply because either you heard them, you internalized them, or that's all you've known. This is the first time someone has said you do deserve to be wealthy. And that's hard. That might like feel uncomfortable to you. So I want you to lean into that because that is, that is, you absolutely deserve to be wealthy. You deserve to be rich. Right. So the belief, this belief suggests that we're not worthy or Mm -hmm. deserving of financial success, which can lead Mm. to self-sabotage and a lack of confidence in pursuing your financial goals. Mm. How are some ways that people sabotage themselves? In general? Yeah, just in general. What what, what do you think? Overspending, like purposely. Like I've known people who bring in money, right? And purposely will spend it because they immediately are like, oh, we need this, we need this, we need this, we need this. this." And nobody goes into debt on purpose necessarily. Like nobody goes into debt with the intention of not paying it back. People go into debt and they go, I'm going to pay it back. I'm going to pay it back. Everyone has that intention. I think everyone has positive intentions there. Um, But I do think that their mindset of I'm not good enough with money. I don't know how to manage it or whatever gets the best of them. And then they they have a huge problem that they thought they were going to be able to solve. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I'm just going to like self-sabotage by continuing to when money comes in, I'm going to spend it on more things. I'm going to get more debt. And then all of a sudden they have all of these mountains that they're trying to climb at one time. And then when this conversation comes, when you're like, hey, do you know you could be wealthy? Um, no, there's no way I don't deserve to be rich. Have you seen what I'm doing? Like, I can't even handle, you see how all of that comes together? So that self-sabotage is subconscious and you'll notice it the moment you get money, if you immediately go and spend it. <laughs> That's where I see a lot of people right. self-sabotage. I see it in how you show up. Oh, okay. As an ed- educator, you walk into the classroom and, and people tell you this all this time throughout your career, but they'll tell you that your students will know when you're off. It's maybe true. maybe even sometimes before you know you're off. It's true. But they can sense it. Like you can go in there and fake a smile and say, mm-hmm. you know, good morning, good morning. It's great to be, It's you know, sing some cheesy song. But they know when you're not in it and they when know. you're not feeling it, they can sense it. And I think the same thing is true with your content. Mm-hmm. You know, we were supposed to co- record last night, but you weren't feeling 100%. Oh, no. And I... I need spicy Kim. You know, <laughs> I need I need the Kim that keeps it real. If yeah. we would have recorded last night, you know, I'm sure it still would have been a great recording, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have been 100% Kim. And do you know why I was like having a rough night last night? It's my mindset. Like I made myself sick. <laughs> I truly believe that I made myself sick. I was a complete mess. I just was like, I'm a horrible mom. I'm like, I mean, there's probably a lot of hormonal things or whatever going on there too, but it matters. And if you recognize it, that was the thing that I said earlier. Once you recognize these limiting beliefs and you are able to pinpoint them as soon as it happens, it's so much easier to fight off because they don't just leave when you start making more money. They don't just leave when you're, unless you're super chipper like he is, like he always has a gross mindset on things. But like, he's my cheerleader. But like, honestly, like when that happens, you have to be able to to nip it in the butt and go, nope, I know what that is. And I'm going to give myself the space to like, get down off, like tell myself like the things that I know I need to tell myself that are positive affirmations, growth, mindset, scriptures, whatever happens to be for you to get yourself like snapped out of it. You know what I mean? So So whether people know it or not, they're self-sabotaging their work. Right. If they're not completely buying into their worth and their mm-hmm. value. Mm-hmm. It shows up. Yep. It shows up in your work. And that showed up for me yesterday. So a lot of people in this world, Kim, have money that don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. But who cares? Oh, yeah. We bless the rich we here. We bless the rich. That's what we do here. Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, if you have not read that, T. Harv Ecker. That chapter. Bless that what you want. 
I love that book. Completely changed my perspective on how I view the people who are wealthy because I used to be one of those people that are like, oh, you know, they got that new car, but like. But that's a mindset thing too, right but there. That's right? A mi- when you're right. hating on people oh, yeah. and you're jealous and yeah. you're judging and you're like, what? How did they? I looked at the valuation of their home. Like, forget come that. On, forget Bless that. Them. Bless them. Hey, good for you. Good for you. I don't know how hard you work to get that. I, I want you that know one day too. I'm going to work really hard to make sure that I get mine, right? It doesn't have to be exactly like you because you do you, boo. But for us, we're going to do our best to do what's best for us and we're going to get ours. I bless the rich. And the every fact, time. The fact that people are having a little mental moral crisis suggests that they're a good person, right? If yeah. you're sitting there asking yourself, man, I don't deserve, or telling yourself, I don't deserve to be rich, you know, greedy people and people that lack morality, they're not saying that. No, they're not saying that. So you're a good person. And also think about the people you, you could bless. You need to hear that today. Right. You do, you're a good person. And, and think about the Most people <laughs> that you could bless, right? Think about the things that you want to be able to do in the world, the things you want to be able to put in the world. And what do you need to be able to start that nonprofit, to be able to bless that family in need on Christmas, to be able to, you know, blah, blah, blah. You could write the list down. What do you need for those things? Money. So the more you get, the more well, the the more you understand your finances, the more you like release these limited beliefs, the more you get to use your blessings to bless others because that's the heart that you have. So do you do deserve to be wealthy because you have good things you want to be able to put in the world. Don't let those people who maybe don't have the best things in their heart and maybe you know, they're not, they're doing pretty greedy things, right? They're not worried about the, they're not worried about any of this, right? So use that to your advantage that if I can believe that I can be wealthy because I have such good I want to do in the world, how much more could that permeate other people by you um, believing that you can be wealthy? Broke people can't help broke people. Broke people can't help broke people, y'all. So all I would do is take out the word don't. I deserve. I deserve. Make to it be rich. a declaration, an affirmation. I deserve it. I, I deserve, deserve to be rich. To be rich. You tell yourself that today because mm-hmm. it's true. You deserve it. I deserve to be rich. Why not you? Why not you? If not you, who? All right. So, real quick, we're going to go through this lightning speed. We'll put this post on Instagram so you can see it. So, follow mm-hmm. us at the Affluent Marriage Pod or KG Millionaire Coach to see these things show up on Instagram. Yep. How to overcome limiting beliefs. All right. Should we go through these rapid fire? Yeah, I'm going to go through these rapid fire. Okay, so here cool. we go. First thing you need to do is identify and challenge those negative thoughts. Correct. Simply just reframing. We just did that on this episode. We did that little example, right? We took mm-hmm. some limiting beliefs. We changed the words. We turned it into a growth mindset. Identify and challenge those negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you might need to seek support from a financial advisor. Whoa, if you're not watching right now, Kimberly just lowered her glasses and kind of pointed at herself like a hot librarian. (laughs) Come check out my books. (laughs) Like a new girl. Anyway. Or a coach or even a therapist. If you have underlying emotional or psychological issues that you need to work through, right? Some things we can work through on our own. Yes. Some things we need help for. Yeah. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. We have both mm-hmm. been to therapy. Yes. Never been to couples therapy, though. We should do it. Let's try it out. Let's do that for funsies. <laughs> There's probably people out there who are like, what? What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Listen, we help believe is in it. beautiful. We believe in it. Having other people in your corner to like support you, back you up, listen to you, give you something that you to think about that maybe you've never thought of before. I thrive on personal development. You got to keep learning to grow. We're a little weird, aren't we? A little bit. <laughs> Practice gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I would even extend to say, not just being thankful for what you have, but being thankful for what others have. Yeah. We talked about blessing the blessing rich. Blessing the rich. Mm-hmm. Practice gratitude. Yep. That'll help you overcome your limiting beliefs. Set financial goals. Mm. Specific, measurable, attainable. Attainable. Sometimes we, Listen. we pick things that are just like yep. mm-hmm. out there in like yep. outer space and we're like, I want to be... Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and you're like, bro. And is that attainable? Uh, Maybe for like Elon, you mm, know? But mm-hmm. for Kim and Dan Graham, that's oh. not attainable, right? And but, that's not a limiting belief, right? We got to work in stages here. You know what I mean? Like work through one stage and then work to the next. Mm. Attainable. Attainable. 
Surround yourself with positive influences. Mm -hmm. Look out for the crap magnets. Yes. And you'll know them because they complain. They are doing a lot of the limiting beliefs thing. They constantly are saying, oh, woe is me. They're constantly just negative Nancys. You know who they are. Crap magnets. When you are around them, it feels like your energy is sucked. They and you pull you in. All of a sudden, you're crap. just talking about things that make you feel like crap. And I, nope, you got to cultivate a circle that is bringing life, that is growing you, that is growth, like that has growth, that we are going to change the world. We are going to change our communities. I like, you want a group of people that you can say, guys, I just saved like $10,000. And you want people who are like, yeah, that's amazing. That's so exciting. Or guys, I just invested in a coach to help my business. And you're like, that's amazing. Like you want people to hype you up and constantly see you grow. You basically said what I was going to say. If I had to choose between two conversations, if there was like two groups of people mm-hmm. and I'm listening in, I'm overhearing and one group is just, you know, gossiping and talking trash about like their friends or acquaintances or coworkers, mm-hmm. whatever. And then this other group is talking about how, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with money, but it could just be like positive stuff right. and how they're seeing growth and all, man, I want to be in the growth group. Right. Hashtag growth group. Hashtag growth group. I don't want to be in the group That's full what we should of call crap. it membership. Growth group? Just kidding. I want to call it Graham House or Graham Graham, Graham it. Growth group Graham it. Growth group Graham it. Triple G's. <laughs> We're building G's. Finally. Wow. One G at a time. Five G's. <laughs> Challenge oh your beliefs. God. Whatever you notice yourself thinking negatively about Mm -hmm. money or your financial situation, challenge those thoughts with more positive, empowering beliefs. Mm. So turn that frown upside down. Turn that frown upside down. Change that negative statement into a positive. Mm -hmm. Throw on a yet at the end, the power of yet. Hey, I can't do this now, but I'll be able to do it tomorrow. Yep. Or after I watch this YouTube video. Yep. Or I'm going to be 1% better. That's like another favorite thing I love. Be 1% better every single day. Just like uh, Daniel with his trim around the house, right? He could have tried to do it all in one day, which would have been really hard with both of our girls being around the house, running all over the place, taping and painting. But he did a little bit at a time around the house every single night for 20 minutes. 1% better. And it was done in four days. Mindset is critical. Mm -hmm. Women need to overcome limiting beliefs and money about money and their own capabilities. No, I want to make sure we say women because we're taking these things from Rachel Rogers, but this is This is good for men and women in your marriage. You need to overcome your limiting beliefs, identify them, nip them in the bud, talk about it and be aware of what limiting beliefs are even lying beneath yourselves in your marriage. The second part of that statement, which we're not going to talk about today, but is absolutely going to happen, mm-hmm. is your own capabilities. We need to overcome our limiting beliefs about money and our and their own capabilities. Mm-hmm. When we think about our own capabilities, that is fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a favorite quote that I've seen on your computer by Susan Jeffers. Yes, feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. So we're going to talk all about fear and overcoming fear Mm -hmm. and just doing it anyway whatever you're afraid of just get out there and do it yep all right kim time for the call to action Woo! all right so i want you to do a journal entry in your books if you have a notebook or even on your phone or anywhere that you can put this out there you want to think what is stopping you from becoming the person you aspire to be like what is it in List it out and really think what ways do you have power? Like what ways can you start making adjustments to make sure that you can start to become the person you aspire to be and dream big, dream big. We have a new nugget of wisdom from the Affluent Archive. I love the Affluent Archive. It's on every bulletin board and wall in every school that you'll walk into in America right now. Oh, good. This is great. We've talked about it before. Change your words, change your mindset. That's right. Change your words, change your mindset. That is what we want you guys to be able to do. And we know that it's not something that happens overnight. It is a 1% better, as we mentioned, one day at a time. The more intention and discipline you put behind making sure that you're managing your own um, mindset and the words that you're saying to yourself and the things that you're internalizing, when you start to recognize it, that's when you're going to start seeing change. That's when you're going to start seeing opportunities instead of walls. Um, And that's what we want to be able to help you guys do. Once you conquer that, it's so much easier to um, 
really think about the financial stuff in a growth mindset ways instead of a fixed mindset. Thank you guys for listening to my wife, Kimberly Graham, and me, Daniel Graham, your host of the Affluent Marriage Podcast. Be sure to follow us at the Affluent Marriage Pod on Instagram or KG Millionaire Coach. We'd love for you guys to continue to listen in and to check us out. Yep. And you can email us at hello at the affluent still a new thing for us. Um, yeah. Message, contact, or, you know, comment. Make sure that you guys hear us. And we'll see you next time where we talk about fear. Take care, guys. Stay away from those crap magnets. No more crap magnets for you. <laughs>